This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the Addicts Knobs podcast. I'm your host, Jim R. Today's episode 166, and we're going to be interviewing Scarlett. How are you doing this afternoon, Scarlett? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited to do this with you. How are you feeling? A little nervous, but... All right. Well, hopefully no. that hopefully we make it nice and easy for you. So uh, first question I ask everybody, tell me about your childhood and growing up. Um, so my childhood was very tumultuous. Um, I grew up with a mother who had borderline personality disorder and went undiagnosed for quite a while. Um, one of the running jokes in our family is wait five seconds and her personality will change. Um, but with that being said, I did get away with a lot because she wouldn't remember um, some of the things that I had done that I got in trouble for. Um, my parents got divorced when I was nine. Uh, my my dad took my brothers down to Alabama. I have two younger brothers. Um, and my mom and I went up to Maryland to live with my grandparents, um, which was, it was okay for the most part. Um, but my mom cheated a lot. Um, on my dad before they got divorced and it was a very hard having that as a role model um, like somebody that I, I looked up to and not having that balance um, when it comes to you know having your mom and dad together and, and having the cohesive the cohesive family atmosphere um, but it it got easier as life went on um, my mom got remarried and she married somebody who was in the army. So I moved around a lot. Um, I've been to 11 different schools since preschool and I didn't graduate. So there was a lot of moving. Um, so you didn't get to see your dad much then? Uh, <clears throat> I did, but I didn't like, I was a tug of war rope for my mom. Um, she would use me and my brothers as bait um, for my dad. And it was hard because like, my dad was a really good guy. He still is a very good guy. Um, I just didn't get that relationship with him that I wanted. Uh, it was hard, but it taught me a lot and it kind of opened my eyes as to, you know, just because my mom was this way, doesn't mean I have to be this way. Um, so it, it kind of helped me grow up faster than I should have. So it was a good childhood looking back on it. Just hard. Yeah. How'd you do in school? Um, like I said, I didn't graduate. Um, I, I found that I enjoyed music. So anytime I could take like choir or band as an elective, I would spend more of my time doing that than I would my regular schoolwork. And I'm not, I'm not dumb by any means. I'm just unmotivated. So in school, I didn't get good grades um, in like normal classes because it just felt like it wasn't fun. And if it wasn't fun, I didn't want to do it. 
but when it came to like choir and band and acting and stuff like that, I enjoyed it. So you were the, I guess, what do you call it? The creative type? I guess you could say like that. Like an yeah. artistic, creative person? Yeah. So how, what was your social life like? Did you have friends? How did you um, do as far as that I could not have friends. Um, my mom's husband um, wasn't the best person. Uh, I could go to like Barnes and Noble or I could go, there's a, there's a shop in our area that that's like an outdoor outlet mall type area. And I can go out there and sneak around and have friends and everything. And I had a, a few close friends growing up, but moving around so often, it's hard to like make friends everywhere you go because you don't know when you're going to move. You don't know if you're going to be able to stay in touch with them. Um, but that's something I made for up for in my adult life. I have a lot of friends now that I can trust and that, you know, it, it's just a learning experience with that. It must have been hard on you. Very. <clears throat> How did you handle that at the time? Um, I was very rebellious. Um, there were physical altercations between my stepdad and, and myself. And there was a lot of physical altercations between my mom and my stepdad. And I kind of had to shelter my brothers from it. Um, I remember a distinct time where my parents were, well, I call them my parents, but um, where they were fighting and I took my brothers and hid in a closet in their bedroom because there was stuff being thrown and threatens of like, um, my mom was threatening to shoot him. There was a gun on, in the house. And um, my home life was, it, it had its ups and downs. Um, there's still some trauma that I'm trying to work through um, when it comes to that. Uh, I have a lot of repressed memories as well because of it. So. so you're seeing someone right now to help you with that? I am. Yeah. No, I, I'm a big believer in some type of therapy. I think it can help everybody. I think everybody needs to go through at least something because yeah. you never know <laughs> it's i think it's like something that definitely will never hurt so long mm-hmm. you know um so is there a reason you didn't graduate like did something happen i uh i met my ex-husband when i was in junior uh, a junior in high school and um being the rebellious teenager that i was i was 16 um he was 22 23 um and I thought it would be cool if I just skipped school and go hang out with him looking back on it now it was just a little creepy to be hanging out with somebody that much older than I was yeah um, and especially like sneaking out of school where nobody knew where I was but I ended up um marrying him so we had three kids together what age did you get married? I got married at 19. Wow, it's really young. Mm-hmm. So I was also six months pregnant when I got married, so. Wow. With your first kid? Yeah. Is that the reason you got married? Um, yeah, it was. We His family was very religious and didn't want a child out of wedlock, so we got married. So it wouldn't be out of wedlock, even though I got pregnant before we got married, so. Yeah, no, I understand that. How'd that make you feel having, did you feel kind of forced into it? 
No, because at the time, that's what I wanted. Um, okay. or I thought that's what I wanted. Um, he and I had been together for about two and a half, three years before I ended up getting pregnant. And um, I wanted that nuclear family because I didn't have that growing up. And I thought that having a baby would just make all of my problems go away. I could just be the perfect mother, or the perfect wife and stuff like that. Um, it is not what happened. Um, but it taught me a lot. Like everything's a teaching moment in life for me. So, um, it was hard. There's some things I would have done differently. So that was really young. But the, well, let me ask you this. Did you have any type of job? Where were you living during all this? We were, so I did not have, I had a job with Waffle House, but I, did, I couldn't keep a job. I would just move around from job to job, like at different Waffle Houses and McDonald's and stuff like that. Um, same with him. Is there a reason for it that you kept moving around? Or is it because you were moving with your family? No, it was, it was, we couldn't keep a place. Um, we didn't pay rent. We were smoking weed. Um, we put more money into smoking than we did paying our rent. Um, so we, we moved around a lot to different apartments and stuff like that. What age did you first start using any type of drug or alcohol? Um, so I started smoking weed when I was 16, when I met my ex-husband. Um, drinking alcohol was probably a little bit younger than that. And that was just me stealing from my parents because I wanted to see what it was like. But I, I was never really into alcohol as much as I was everything else. Also, I forgot to ask you this before. Did your parents say anything about you dating someone so much older than you? Um, so they obviously did not like it. Um, but once they saw that, like, I was not going to give up a relationship because they wanted me to, they kicked me out of the house. So I, I was out of the house at 16. Um, I had moved in with my ex-husband. Um, his family was nice enough to let me move in with them. For, we were there about six months before we moved out on our own. Uh, they helped us get a place and that it just, we kept it for maybe nine months and then got kicked out because we didn't pay rent. So you were spending all your money on drugs instead of rent? Um, yes. So you were bouncing around house to house, job to job. How was your mental health during all this? Horrible. <laughs> um, I was, not only was I severely depressed, I, I've been diagnosed with, you know, chronic depression during this time. I was supposed to be on medication, but I stopped taking it. Um, but, you know, there Why'd was fights. Stop take, why'd you stop taking your medication? It made me feel like a zombie. Um, I couldn't concentrate. Uh it was making me lose a lot of weight really fast and it scared me. So I just stopped taking it. And then I also didn't have insurance to keep refilling the prescriptions. So I just stopped. And 
and what you were asking before about your uh, mental health. Um. Well, my my ex husband and I fought a lot. Um. While we were in the beginning stages of our relationship when we had first moved in together, um, it, it didn't get any better. Um, there were times where, you know, he made me feel like I was on top of the world. And then there were times where he just tore me down and we were both very young and we shouldn't have been in a relationship like that. So it was just bound to implode on itself. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to sound like an old man, but I think that, I mean, that the age someone should be getting married should be a little bit older. Yeah. Like yeah. there should be. There should be some type, I don't want to say a law, but there should be something where it says, listen, you know, you really should be like 25 or above to make that decision. I wholeheartedly agree. It's yeah. something that I will definitely be, uh, you know, when my kids get that age, I will kind of try to talk some sense into them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's not a good thing because I feel like it takes, it steals the life away from the mother and the father. Like it automatically throws them to a responsibility that's huge, mm-hmm. you know. And they're still children. I don't even if when you graduate high school. To me, you're still a child. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm almost thirty, kid. so looking back on that now, yeah, it's definitely still yeah. in that child uh, preset mindset. Yeah, I turned forty this year, so to me, it's twenty years ago, which is a long time. Yeah, so, yeah I'm getting, I'm getting old, getting up there. I feel you. <laughs> So was there any point where you guys like ever settled down where it was either on your own or with family? I mean, cause you kept saying you're bouncing around. I mean, you technically can't bounce around forever. I, I hope not. We in that <clears throat> marriage. No, I did not settle down. Um, my, uh, when I got pregnant with my second daughter, um, we were living with his parents again, but it was, only a matter of time before they kicked us out because we could not stop smoking weed or doing cocaine or. Oh, so now you, you started doing more than just weed. Oh yeah. I've, I've done just about everything out there. Um, what, what age did you start using like each drug? Cause the weed um, was the first one you said. Weed was when I was an, uh, a teenager. I started, and you said the alcohol you tried cause your parents had it. And then I, I don't think you mentioned anything else after that. Um, when I lived in my first trailer with my ex-husband, we started doing cocaine, um, and we tried ecstasy, um, was it both both your first times? Uh, not his, he, he was using well before we got together. Um, for me, it wasn't, I did not know that when we started dating, no, but, um, we would do different things periodically throughout our relationship. We were together for about six or seven years. Um, he started um, hanging out with one of his friends who had smoked meth. And that's when he got into smoking meth. And um, I was not privy to that information because he would sneak out at night after I was in bed and the kids were in bed to go over to his friend's house down the street and smoke um eventually it got to the point where that there was such an emotional void in our relationship that we were just two people living together like we weren't both there 
I felt like we were just leaving the or keeping the relationship together because we had kids. Um, I I did cheat on him when we were at the end of our relationship, and he kicked me out, kept the kids, and um, that's when things really got bad for me uh, in my mental health. Um, I found out after he kicked me out that I was pregnant uh, with our third child, and I went to my first OBGYN appointment for the ultrasound and found out at 13 weeks into my pregnancy that the fetal heartbeat had stopped at six weeks. Um, So I miscarried, and he didn't believe that I was ever pregnant. because he he thought it was a ploy for me to try to get him back. Um, Even after sending him the ultrasounds and the doctor's notes and everything, um, he just didn't believe me. And he had my parents, well, my dad and my stepmom, believing that I had just made the whole thing up. Uh, And I know the cause of the miscarriage, and it goes back to drugs. Um, I didn't know I was pregnant while doing cocaine one night. I got a tattoo and almost overdose. And I think that's the night that I ended up miscarrying and it just didn't abort on its own. It was really hard. I must be. I'm sorry to hear that. How old were you when that happened? 25, I believe. So you have two children right now? I have have three. I have a rainbow baby. You have three. Yeah. Um, After he had kicked me out, um, he was not ready to give up the sexual side of our relationship. And... uh, even though I had moved on and he had moved on, I was just young and dumb and we had still slept together. And I got pregnant with my son in the end of 2016. He was born early 2017. Um, he was in the NICU for five days after he was born um, because I had used meth while pregnant. So but I stopped about six months in, um, turned out to be healthy, uh, healthy, happy. He's five now. So he's doing well, no health conditions. But you used during the pregnancy. I did. I did. Kind of sucks looking back sometimes at the stupid shit we did. Yeah, it it hurts because uh, that person that I was doesn't reflect who I am now. Um, and looking back on it, it's just like, what were you thinking? Like, why why did you do that? And it just makes no sense to me. But I can't change anything. All I can do is try to be a better person now. No, absolutely. So you said you're 30 now. Mm-hmm. When did you first 
realize at what age that you had a problem? I realized that I had a problem about five years ago. Um, been clean for four and a half years now. And the wake up moment for me was my kids have been taken by DSS. Um, What's that for Child Protective Services? Yes. Um, sorry, I, I'm not quite used to everything being called different names in different states. Oh, no, so. I just wanted to make sure that's what yeah. it was. Uh, they had been taken by Child Protective Services. Um, I had lost friends. I had lost my family. They they didn't want anything to do with me. Um, my ex husband. How, how come? How come nobody wanted to help you? Oh, I asked for money. I I drained bank accounts, asking for money, trying to get my next hit, trying to stay awake because I didn't want to fall asleep and um. It was it was bad. Um, my my husband now that I I'm with now, um, he and I were using together during this time. I know I kind of just jumped off timeline. Um, no, go keep going. I want to hear this. So, the guy that I cheated on my ex husband with is my current husband. Um, he claims that he wanted to help me get out of a really bad relationship but we really just fell in love while I was being abused um he helped me through a lot he was there when I miscarried um he was there for the birth of my son because my ex-husband didn't want to be in the delivery room with me uh I had a c-section so couldn't see much but he was there just to kind of hold my hand why Um, didn't your husband want to be there he didn't trust me. I mean, I don't really blame him. I, I cheated on him. And then I ended up pregnant again. And he didn't think that my son was his. And it was? No, it is. It's his. Yeah. Um, as many things as I've lied about, that's one thing I probably would never lie about. Um, because... I know what it's like growing up without a, a parent in the house. And I wouldn't want to do that to my children, even though that's kind of what's going on now since I don't have custody of them. He does. How come he's got full custody? Um, we were supposed to go through um, parenting classes and drug rehabilitation classes and stuff like that. And I finished mine and the judge had told me to give him my paperwork when I was finished. And we had a custody agreement set aside. Um, and I gave him my paperwork and he's blocked me on everything. He's blocked my phone number. Um, I don't know where he lives now. I can't see my kids. Kind of sounds like me. I'm having trouble. I've never met my daughter yet. It's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's the whole thing. I know what it feels like not to be able to see your children. It hurts. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's an indescribable feeling. I'm sorry you're going through that. Yeah, no, I'm sorry you're going through the same thing. <clears throat> so going back a little bit, you first used cocaine besides weed. That was the second drug you ever used, right? Or yes. weed, alcohol, then cocaine. Yes. What came next? Because you said you've used almost everything you could think of. Um, next would have been ecstasy. Um, 
then I started doing. How did ecstasy make you feel when you took it? Weird. Weird. Hazy. Um, but Molly, on the other hand, Molly, which is you know pure MDMA, um, that one made me feel pretty good. It kind of released me of inhibitions and. The only thing I regret about when I took Molly is having my my mom was staying with us in this rinky dink little rundown apartment and um it was a one bedroom and she was staying in the it's like a dining room area. I had a bed set out there for her. Um and one of the things that happened to to me and my ex husband is we both got very uh I don't know how to, exp- we wanted to share everything that had happened between um, my dad, because she didn't talk to my dad, my dad didn't talk to her, but we had spoken to my, my dad about her, and my husband says some not very nice things about my mom to my dad, that he decided he wanted to share to my mom in that moment. Oh boy. So it kind of caused some turmoil there in the relationship with my mom, Um but it's probably for the best because she's she's something. I'm trying to be nice about it, but she's something. Yeah. And I, we got a lot in common. My dad, I guess one of the ways to describe him is he's something. He's something else. Yeah. I love her, though, from a distance. Yeah, it's true. So what are you up to nowadays? Now, um, my husband and I, um, we own our own house. He works for the city um, sanitation department. He's a garbage man, but makes really good money. I own my own business. I make tumblers and wedding decorations. Um, We've been married since April 1st this year, but we've been together for about six years now. So we- yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and I forgot going back to your drug use. What was it? What, what start like? What other drugs have you done? I'm just curious about what drugs you've done. Um, I totally done, forgot about that. It's okay. I did. <laughs> um, I did meth. Um, How'd that make you feel? That was my drug of choice. Um, yeah, because I never did. That was the longest drug I've ever used. Was meth. Um, it's I lost huge. <laughs> it's it's huge. Everyone uh, talks about um opioids you know the opioid crisis but so many people i speak to are done meth like I, i'd say it's just as many that i speak to on painkillers or heroin i've done painkillers before too um what kinds hydrocodone oxycodone um i did do um xanax while i was drinking I was, I think it was like 23 or 24 when I did that and I passed out. Um, I did whippets. I did uh, what's known as triple C's. It's the um, heart medication. Yeah, it's, you can get it over the counter. It knocks you out. It does. Just makes you go to sleep. Um, I, it's so that's what it did to me I'm not sure what it's supposed to do but it I had to get carried into my room one night because I had taken some triple c's and passed out so um 
I used to do whippets a lot. And then, but, but meth is what really got me. It, it sunk its nails in deep. I've lost my teeth. I have dentures now, but um, it it's a bitch. It really is a bitch. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's prevalent in the community. There's so many people. What else have you done besides the meth? Because, right, you know, joking around, I call myself like a an equal opportunity offender seems you're the same way just about um we're both garbage cans yeah um i have not tried heroin even though um, i'm terrified of needles so um that's not something i i did shrooms a little bit uh i almost had the opportunity to drop acid but they kind of fell short before we got the chance to and that's about it. I think that's everything I've done. Yeah, definitely a lot of drugs. Yeah. So it sounds like you're doing good. You said you're married since April 1st. You got your own business. Your husband has a good salary, had a good job. Yeah, because I know sanitation will make good money. And it's a secure job. And if yeah, I'm not mistaken, they get a pension, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it's a city job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a very good job. The insurance is amazing too. Um, oh, that's right, insurance. I don't even. I didn't even think about it. So, especially when you have a family, it's important. Yeah, uh, and we're doing pretty good. We're doing a lot better than we were, you know, four years ago. So, but I mean, his family's kind of taken me in. They uh, accepted me as their own, um, which makes up for you know the the relationship with my mom that I missed out on. His her his mom is amazing. Um, I love her to pieces and. It's great because my relationship with my ex-husband's family wasn't that great either. So it's still kind of weird getting used to because it's not the normal for me. So it took me a while to realize that not everybody's going to treat you like crap. Yeah, I know the feeling of being with other families, having to get used to that. (laughs) I don't even know, just a good environment just you know what I mean just a nice environment I, I don't know about anyone else when you walked into my house you could just feel the negativity that's how I feel so looking that, back like it, it was just negative you know fights with my dad being punished for months on months like he would punish me for like six months at a time for something minor like it was crazy I know that feeling yeah so let me ask you this do you have any advice for people that are listening and watching? Um, trust your instincts. Um, and I say that it could account to very many different things. Like um, there have been times where I was in a bad situation uh, while using and all I, I had to listen to was my gut. Um and if I hadn't trusted my instincts, I'd probably be dead. There's, there's been so many, so many different um, situations like that with me, and with people that have been trying to help me, um, not all of them had good intentions. Um, and I listened to my instincts on that as well. If you think you have a problem, um, the best thing that you can do is find a meeting. Um, that has saved my life, honestly. 
Um, I'm in Narcotics Anonymous now, and if it weren't for the people in those rooms, I'd probably be about doing drugs again in a heartbeat. Like they, they're the, what keeps me there. They're the ones that keep me sane. Um, there's so many people that have saved my life. It's amazing. It's like a whole family. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. Um, I hope it one day be big, like, you know, AA and NA, because we have our own 10 steps up, you know, I'll send it to you later. It's pretty cool. But I love AA. Um, Because joking around, actually, I'm not joking when I say this. Bill W. was a rock star because before him, there was no such thing as a group for people that have addiction issues. It did Mm -hmm. not exist. It was completely his idea. You know, he stole some of the, not stole, he borrowed some of the steps from this uh, place called the Oxford Group. But mm-hmm. other than that, he he was the guy who came up with all this. So that was the original group. And think about how many groups now use his 12 steps. Well, I I belong to Narcotics Anonymous and Food Addicts Anonymous. So they, they both, both use the same yep. steps. Yeah, I have the OA book. I haven't read it yet. It's just stories. Because they yeah. use the same basic text as AA. They just mm-hmm. changed the word from drinker or alcoholic to overeater, I think. I'm not mistaken. Yeah. yeah. I don't have any of the books yet, but I've been using a lot of the resources online to kind of help me. Because as soon as I gave up drugs, I turned to food. Yes, me yeah. too. <laughs> I'm trying to lose weight now. Yeah. But. So did you have anything else you want to share? Um. I think we're good. I, I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to come on here and share my story. And I appreciate you coming on. It means a lot. Like I was saying before, I love doing this and um, I can't believe we found so many people so far to do all these interviews. I just hope they yeah. help someone. It's always good to hear other people's stories because you find something that you may relate to and it could help save your life. Yes. that That was the amazing thing about it. Meeting to me was just hearing people talk about the same shit that I did. Mm-hmm. It was like, now, like you said, you know, you just, you're not alone and there's people that can help you. Mm-hmm. Cause there's a difference between someone saying, I know how to help you. And someone saying, I know how to help you because I've done it myself. You know what I mean? Cause there are like psychiatrists, therapists out there, but they've never had addiction issues. But then there are some psychiatrists that will openly tell you they, they fought addiction issues in the past. Mm-hmm. And they have that firsthand experience, you know. I think that firsthand experience is priceless. Firsthand experience can be the difference between life or death sometimes, because somebody who doesn't know anything about addiction could be telling you something that could drive you back out, rather than somebody who has that firsthand experience can be like, "Hey, I see what you're doing. That's not going to help you. Try this instead." And it, it could be the difference between life and death. Yeah. All right, this has been a great interview. Once again, I just want to thank you so much for coming on. Really, really meant a lot, and you did great. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, so sit tight for me. And for everybody watching and listening, if you like what you heard, go below and give us a like. Also, subscribe to see when we upload new videos. You can also check us out on Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. You can also check out our website, which is www addicts-anonymous.com 
There you will find plenty of resources as well as free literature. So once again, I hope you enjoyed today and until next time.